I'm Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. And this is the Ashcast. This is Electric Sisterhood, podcast episode number 623, Shades of 2006. We talk about Kingdom Hearts one more time. This is Electric Sisterhood, home of the original. The fucking original. Girl gaming, tech gadget, and anime podcast. I am Ninja Sister. And I'm Pandalicious. Welcome to a brand new episode of our weekly podcast, Panda. Ninja. Girl, how you what doing? Up? I'm alive. I'm breathing. So you're I winning. had gummy bears earlier. Oh, like, I love gummy bears. I haven't had some in a while, so like this was, this was bueno. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Gummy bears, I feel like, are, like, a great snack just all around. Because, like, you could put in a few and get, like, a bunch of different flavors. But, like, they won't, unless you're eating, like, massive amounts, make your fingers sticky. So, like, you can eat them when you're playing games. You can eat them when you're using your iPad. You can eat them when you're writing. Like, doing homework. Like, they're just a really good finger snack. You know what I mean? Yes. I agree. Plus, they give you all that sugar. Which is why I had them. Yeah, I haven't had gummy bears in, like, a long time. I had some Swedish fish a couple weeks ago, but it's not the same. No, I agree. They are not the same, but they are still delicious. They are still delicious. Not the same as gummy bear snack, though. But I'm digressing. We've got some game stuff to talk about. At least I know I have some game stuff to talk about. I mean, I always be having game stuff to talk about, because that's what I be doing. I be talking about game stuff, because that's what I do. I don't have any anime for you guys this week, but, oh man, I got so many topics. I don't even know where to start. I guess. That sounds horrible. I only have one topic, well, so. you know, I mean, there's just, there have been so many shifts and things since AT&T went on their content buying domination, binge, purge, whatever you want to call it. You know, Machinima got killed. Yep, it's dead now. Dead all the content on the YouTube channel has been set to private, so that channel's not there. You know, um, website content, psh, gone. 81 people without a job now. You know, they kept on a couple of people to transition because supposedly they're building something else uh, to replace it. Screw Attack was renamed, so it's not generally game stuff anymore. Now they're focusing on, I guess, the Battle Royale stuff. So it's just really weird to see like things that were very much staples for me in my video game entertainment browsing. As much as people talk about it, I often went to IGN for walkthrough guides because IGN pretty much had the only walkthrough guides that regularly were accurate. <laughs> right. You know, and so there's a lot of things that I did not go to IGN for, but typically when I was looking through... For a walkthrough, uh, they had the most accurate early 
walkthroughs. So I did that. You know, Kotaku was up there. Destructoid was up there as far as, you know, reading news before we started getting heavy into doing news ourselves. And even at that, like, we've backed off doing news really outside of the podcast and have just really focused on our reviews and previews on the podcast and, and on the site, specifically on the site, other than when we do events. But there are, like, many, many places that I just went to consume geek and nerd content. You know, Geek and Sundry was one thing that came up, and, and I love many, many of the shows that, you know, exist in that network. But, you know, Machinima was one of those places that I went to, like BuzzFeed, and even BuzzFeed's restructuring and, and trying to be more of a legit news network and moving away from unique kind of content other than their lists on their website, which I think is a very interesting move. You know, they got rid of a bunch of their content creators. Part of the reason mm-hmm, why the yeah. Sky guys went, you know, separate and made their own company. And, you know, you see... I'm hoping Ladylike will do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very possible. It couldn't be, you know, creating her own thing. It, it's just very... I don't know if it's a sign of the times or we're getting older or, like, the markets are changing or... I don't know what it is, but it's just... It's very disheartening to see so many things that, like, I grew up as part and and were part of my game-er journey kind of disappearing. Yeah, I agree. And so it's just a little sad. Now, that's not to say that other great things haven't popped up in their place. I think that there are a lot of really great content creators across a lot of the streaming platforms that are making... You know, their own content that I find interesting to consume. You know, they're they're the the stalwart kind of YouTubers that I watch in the game space and in the anime space. And then there are some Let's Players that, you know, I'm following not only on YouTube, but also on Mixer and also on Facebook gaming, which I think is interesting. But it the, the space is definitely changing and it's it's kind of sad and interesting to see how it changes and evolves and what role influencers moving into the content creator space, you know, will play is kind of interesting to me. So that's one thing that's been kind of bubbling up and, you know, there's even been changes at a little bit of change at, at Reddit and some of the boards have, you know, become even more busy, which I think is a good thing, but that being said, let's jump into game stuff. Because like I said, I have a bunch of things to talk about. I have been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Me too. Oh my god. So let's do yeah, Blurds of a Feather. Blurred of a Feather. On Kingdom Hearts of 3. A feather. Because I have to state this. I only have one thing. One thing. And it's not even a major gripe. It's a like medium gripe. Okay. Kingdom Hearts well, 3. Because otherwise, this game is fantastic. Okay? Oh, so, like, okay. I'm going to start mm-hmm. with, like, my, my 95% fantastic. Okay? The game runs beautifully on my Xbox. I don't have... Oh, so you have... Xbox. I have it on the PS4. Yeah, so. yeah. I got it on Xbox. And the main reason why I got it on Xbox is because I wanted to play with my Elite controller. Because I had a feeling I was going to want to remap buttons. Let's put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. So I picked it up on the Xbox, and it was, you know, considering its size, a pretty fast install. It was the game that finally my Xbox was like, you don't have enough room for this. You're going to have to store it on your external drive. Okay? And I was like, yup. So I was a little miffed because because it had to go to my external drive, it didn't preload on my system like it was set to. So I had to wait a little bit more to play it. Because it's uh, about a 42, if I remember, 42 gig install. So get it installed, all excited, 
absolutely love the opening. I wasn't sure that I was going to like Utada Hikaru and Skrillex together because mm, I like them then, separately, right? Like, you know, okay. I love my wub wub. Yep. Okay. I'm a D&B junkie. I love trance. I love dubstep. It's good time for me. Simple and Clean also to this day is one of my top five favorite songs of all fucking time. But I could not in my head necessarily put those two artists together in a way that I thought would work for a full song length. You know, like a minute, I I could see how that could work. But I wasn't sure, like, in setting up the story and, and setting the mood and the feel, which is what the opening song does. That's what the theme song for Kingdom Hearts has always done. That's what... right. The Utada song is. It is the feel and the emotion for the entirety of the game. And I wasn't sure that one that would necessarily be a mass market appeal type collab, that you would be able to set the right mood or set a mood I thought would be appropriate for Kingdom Hearts 3. So this is my my bias coming through. But I, I didn't think that that would work. So when you start the game, it opens with these two characters... (laughs) who are very recognizable, playing a chess game. One guy dressed in all black with silver hair. Oh, I wonder who that could be. The other Uh, guy dressed in all white with dark brown hair. Oh, man, I wonder who that could be. Who are these people playing this game where they're talking about, you know, balance and the Keyblade Wars. And as you're going through the opening, you are seeing pieces and characters from all of the Kingdom Hearts games. So as we've talked about before, the games that came out on the Nintendo 3DS system and the Nintendo DS, you know, Dream Drop Distance and all those, like all of those things you're getting those flashes. So it's almost like they're giving you a refresher, but not actually telling you all the story points. Yes. And as that's happening and the pace that they're moving, it works really well with the song. I was pleasantly surprised. And at that point I was like, yep, this, I made the right choice and Square Enix absolutely deserved to get this money. Let's do this. And so, you know, you get through the opening and basically the first world that you encounter after you go through uh, once more determining your character's balance. So, you know, whether or not you want to be more courageous, you want to be a warrior, you're presented with these very interesting panels for you to decide, and those will set your base stats. So if you're a higher magic caster or a higher vitality Sora, that's all up to you. I decided that I wanted to build and have my Sora have a longer lifespan, so to have more vitality and to have more strength, because again, I tend to hit attack first and look at items and mana second. I'm not saying I'm Leroy Jenkins. I'm just saying. Okay. might be. So I thought that that would be a much more balanced character for me going into the game than to just do a straight balanced character or a character that relied higher on MP. Like, I, I have been to three different worlds now. I have not yet tapped into actually trying to load an MP attack. A strictly MP attack. 
which is a magic mana attack. Uh, and I'll talk about why. And it's just because they've done a really good job balancing the system. I build up this other gauge that allows me to work with any other partner in my team on a specialty attack that you know doesn't drain my MP gauge. So right now, early on in the game, I'm not having necessarily to rely on that. And that's a good thing for me because that's going to keep me engaged in the game because, as I've mentioned before in other Kingdom Hearts reviews, those are the places where I get lost because I'm not typically a strict RPG, you know, especially JRPG player. Deep tree balance and item management and crafting is not enjoyable for me in the long term for a game. It's my shit, though. Right. Right, and I'm and I don't knock anybody for it being their shit. I'm simply saying it's not mine. I right. don't find that enjoyable for long periods of time. For short periods of time, absolutely. So you know, when it comes to crafting items or or you know gathering items and and building new things and and upping you know your weapon stats, I'm all all about that. You know, it's one of the reasons why I have enjoyed the Call of Duty. Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare lines of games because they have that lighter level, I would say, of resource management and RPG element in an action game. And as long as I can stay active, I'm going to stay involved in the game. So once again, you are Sora, and you are now trying to rebuild and find again and or reignite power that you've lost since the previous game. So in the previous game, you basically fell into the abyss of darkness and in order to be saved, Riku jumped in and was able to pull you out because he was connected, but you lost a big chunk of your power, your power of waking. And so Donald and Goofy and King Mickey and Riku and Kairi were able to unite and kind of quote-unquote, finish off the big bad, although they didn't really, because he split himself into so many parts now, it's kind of ridiculous. And so we... I feel, I feel like Ansem, Zemnis, like... Zemnis, Xehanort, Ansem. Xehanort just needs to talk to Voldemort, because, you know, Voldemort split himself into seven pieces. Xehanort's, like, split himself into, like, 20 pieces. Yeah. Like, clearly... Xehanort's like, get on my level, bitch. (laughs) Seven pieces ain't shit. (laughs) But you you start the game with Sora trying to return his power to himself so that he has a chance of stopping the darkness and preventing Kingdom Hearts from happening and keeping us from entering another Keyblade War. And the way that the game starts off is your first level is basically Olympus. So you start off in Hercules' world. To... Well, because Yin said, like, hey, maybe you should go talk to someone who's also lost his power mm-hmm. and then regained it. Maybe that will help you. Right. So that's why they're like, oh, we should totally go talk to we should go talk to Hercules, because if you saw Disney's Hercules, you know, that's the whole deal. Yeah. But anyway, that's so, why you end up in Olympus. first. Right. So you go to Olympus. Olympus looks absolutely beautiful. It took me a little bit to get used to the controller setup just because the way that the camera moves and resetting around me. Where I want my jump button and my attack button and my evade button to be, they are not. So on the Xbox controller, your 
evade is your X button, your attack is A, your jump is on B, and then your interact with things, whether it's open a chest or open a door or whatever, is set to Y. And what I want is I want my jump at A, and I want my attack at X, and I want my evade at B. But there's no way to do that. When you go into the settings, so this is my one, my one gripe. It's my one gripe. And like, again, it's a medium gripe. It's not a major gripe. Although as I get deeper in the game, it's probably going to become a major gripe is that you can't reassign those buttons. You have two controller schemes. And this is, this has been my gripe consistently with Kingdom Hearts is that you get two controller schemes. So in most games, you can map any button to any other button. So if you want whatever your X button does to be on your trigger, you can do that. Okay. But you can't do that in Kingdom Hearts. They give you two controller types, and both controller types keep block, evade, jump, and engage on those same gel buttons. They don't switch. They only switch what your bumpers and triggers do. That doesn't seem like a fully conceptualized right. mapping. Because it, it as you play the game, it feels, at least for me initially, unnatural to have my dodge button be at the top of my finger when I have my fingers on my gel buttons. You know, I'm yeah. used to A being my jump and X being my action. And then my evade or block being over on my B button or on a shoulder button. That feels much more natural for me. For a scheme. Also, because I have longer nails, it's also much more comfortable for me for those actions to be in those buttons. And when it's not, then I like to be able to map them to paddles that I have on my Elite controller. So again, it was the main reason that I got the game on my Xbox, because I was like, okay, so I'll map all the buttons to where it's more comfortable for me to have them. Because you have you're using every single button. And for multiple functions in this game all the time. They you know, to like cycle to, through. They do like to oversaturate buttons, for they, sure. They do. And, and so it then becomes even more difficult at times to navigate what's going on because your shot lock is your right bumper. But then to cycle through the targets that you're locked on is the trigger. Yeah. Which make no sense. Nope. To me. Right, it don't. You have a time jump type thing. Oh, don't even. I'm glad that, that you, you have, have far to... more positive things to say because I actually am sitting on the other side of this line today. <laughs> Where you have to click the R stick and then use your left stick to identify where you want to jump to and you have a limited time to pull this off and then once you've identified a place and you'll actually hear an audio cue when it locks onto something, you can hit X and you'll jump to that thing. But you may have to do a series of jumps where you have to jump to another one and sometimes it's not always clear that, hey, you've only made it to the midpoint. You need to very quickly, like in less than five seconds, identify another place to jump to. Oh, too late. You're back down at the bottom. you got to start again. And... The Olympus area is really your training area to set up your understanding, and it, it's the tutorial level, so that you can learn all of the buttons. And I found myself just being overwhelmed with trying to remember and keep an eye on my gauges to know when I could use my Trinity attack versus my flow motion attacks, which I still don't have flow motion down yet. 
flow motion allows you to, as you enter an area and you're fighting baddies, you'll see like these waves of light traveling up a building or a column. That means that you can actually run up it. And as you run up it, if you hit evade and a direction on your left analog stick, then you can actually perform like an attack based off of your motion around or up or down the building. So it's great if you can identify those things and there's like an enemy in the air because you can't always jump up and hit the enemy. So that's your clue coming into an area if you see that happening that, oh, you're going to have some enemies in the air. So you've got to figure out how to launch the flow motion. But here's the problem. If you've locked on to a target that's on the ground, you're constantly going to be pulled down to them. And when you cycle through targets, it cycles through to not what you're looking at, but what's by closest to you so again it it can be very chaotic in action when you're trying to be very strategic yeah and then that takes you know me a step back out of the fun place into the i want to throw my controller at the screen because man oh man if i could just put these buttons where i wanted them i would probably have a better shot of doing some of these things as opposed to, nope, just going to run up and hit things and hit things until I think I see green on the left. And if I see green on the left, that means I can hit my Y button and do a dope attack. And I don't know which dope attack's going to happen because I don't know which of my party members is close enough to me because the camera's not looking actually where I put my camera. So let's just hope that it does some damage. Yay! Uh... <sighs> and so that that becomes difficult. Uh, and that that's the only thing that takes a little bit of fun away from for me for the game right now. I think that they've done a really good job with the story for some reason, and I don't know why, and it may just be, again, me being a Disney stop, snob. Some of the voice acting for the characters is just a little bit off. Okay. So, as an example, the first time that you go to Traverse Town, one of the things... Well, it's not Traverse Town. It's Twilight Town now. But it's Traverse Town. You know what I mean. It's Twilight Town. You meet Scrooge McDuck. Yes. And if you've watched any Disney movies or DuckTales, Scrooge has a very, very, very specific brogue. Yes. Granted, they have just redid DuckTales with uh, David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't Tennant Scrooge. Okay. I don't know whose Scrooge this is, but it's off. And Scrooge just doesn't quite sound Scroogey. Okay. He he sounds like an American trying to do Scottish and then sometimes slipping into Irish and then remembering it's supposed to be Scottish. I mean Scrooge is not an easy No. You know. But there's just there are just these little tinges of like off. Like Mickey's not the traditional Mickey sounding Mickey. He's also a little off. So again, if you're a huge Disney fan and you grew up with these characters, when their voices are a little bit off, it makes it feel like they're a little bit off. You know, like for all that time where like they couldn't get somebody that sounded like Jim Henson doing Kermit. So Kermit didn't sound like Kermit. And he's like, you're like, hmm, do you? Right. Like it's still Kermit, but it's not Kermit. It's like, Kermit, do you need allusions? Do you need a, uh... You know, I could get you some sucrets. Like, if that's what you need, I will make the run for you, Kermit. So so those are just, like, minor things. But again, those don't take away from the story. And I think that they've done a really good job in the game crafting the story together and walking you through it as Sora. 
you know, I found in Kingdom Hearts 2 at about the 20 hour mark, I was really getting tired of the few FMVs that we had with Sora's voice because it's just like, oh, come on, guy, you can't be that up and like happy like all the time. And I don't find that this go around with Sora, you know, because he's a little bit more troubled, I think, is the best best way to come at it in this game. You know, because he doesn't have all his powers and he's trying to figure it out and get himself back into a place where he doesn't feel like dead weight on the team. And I can definitely identify with that. So I think that they've done a really good job of not just taking two and remixing it. And that's my what my fear was, you know, with three, was that it was just going to be a remix of two with just more bad guys, more nobodies, and then ultimately quick tie up the story at the end. Woo! Mm. Happy ending. And I don't feel like that's going to happen. I am very early on in my progress with the game, so I'll say that right now. I expect that it's going to take me a few months to actually complete this game. And I'm looking forward to the journey. One, because it's nice to have a single-player game. Uh, Yep, and it's not Battle Royale, so that's also nice, right? (laughs) Exactly, that's what I mean. Like, it's a single-player game. So it's not Battle Royale, it's not multiplayer, it's just me, myself, and I on my couch with my team getting the money, this go-round. I do feel like there's a shit ton of things to collect and do. So I like kind of said, feel overwhelmed I mean, with that. This is, this is all your aspect because I have... Yeah, I'm going to let you have... I'm going to let you finish. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I do feel like there's a shit ton of things to collect now because, like, there's ingredients that you have to collect so you can take it to Remy, the mouse from Ratatouille. Yep. Because he is the chef at Scrooge's Bistro in Twilight Town. And so as you go through worlds, you have to find these ingredients because if you find the ingredients, then you can take them back to Remy at the Bistro and he can make those dishes. And then those basically will give you buffs for shorter periods of time. So I got enough ingredients initially to make a couple of chocolate mousse desserts and a salmon mounier and something else. I have no idea how those, how to use those, and I hardly ever have enough time to actually go to anything other but attack in my list. Like, I forget items even exist as an option mm. all the time in the game. But there's those things to connect. Then there's these little uh, Mickey head symbols all over the place that are lucky symbols that you got to take pictures of, and they will also give you little things that give you buffs for short periods of time or items. Then there's training symbols that you need to find when you're battling in order to summon up, like, dope-ass attacks that you can do. There's keyblades, obviously, that you gotta find. Potions, maps, I mean... There's bullshit, so many... bullshit, bullshit, <laughs> I mean, it's not bullshit, because most of it can help you. Like, I played, I played all of Olympus without realizing that I had a second keyblade that I could have switched to that would have made some of my fights a little bit easier. Oh, could you like tell me how to do that? Because I still haven't figured that shit out. Yeah, so in order to do that, so when you when you have another Keyblade, you can have two equipped, I think, at any point in time. And to cycle through them, you just hit left or right on the D-pad when you're on attack. Oh. And it will bring up the other Keyblade, and you'd be like, yes. Or in this case, my case, A. And then it would equip it, and then you can use it and its attacks. So I went through all of Olympus without realizing that I had another Keyblade. And then when I got the Olympus Keyblade, it was like, oh, equip it. And so I went into my menu. I was like, oh, shit, I already had a secondary one equipped. Well, dip. I know. And so then I switched it 
my secondary one, to the uh, Olympus Blade. Huh. Which has a dope shield and dope shield attack. Right. Oh, well, thank you. Because, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, didn't, attack didn't, left or right. Didn't, didn't right. make that very clear. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. It's a lot of things. Don't clear. So many buttons. You gotta, you gotta push all the buttons. All the buttons have at least two things that they do. And again, that's my only gripe about the game is not being able to map buttons where I want them to and to complicate the game by having buttons do multiple attacks for for anybody that RPGs are not their normal shtick. It's going to be a very frustrating thing. Like at one point I was going through this sewer to get out to this castle. And again, the command to open a or interact with a chest or something is Y. Y is also the key that you hit when you want to launch off when you've built up your green gauge. And I know it has a name, but it's just the green gauge that lets you do like one of the dope your like focus gauge. Okay, great. When you have that build, you can do a super dope attack that is basically based off of a ride at Disney World or Disneyland. Hmm. And so it launches a neon-lighted version of that ride. So, like, I did one that was, like, river raft, so you ended up in a raft, and water would show up where you... Yeah. But when you do the finisher with that, the finisher with that is actually really powerful and can knock out a lot of people. If you can control where it's really going... If the camera's working with you. Yeah. Um, I did the pirate ship one. That one does a lot of damage too, especially when you get to spin in the pirate ship a bunch. That was fun. I did the teacup one. But I accidentally, while trying to open this chest, I evidently wasn't looking at it at just the right angle. Like the green triangle had appeared, but I guess I had moved my reticle just enough so that it disappeared between the time that I went to go hit the Y button to open up the chest and when I actually connected with the button. So while there were no enemies around, it fired off this attack, depleted my gauge, and there was nobody there. Yeah. That's frustrating. So, you know, if you have to make buttons do double duty... You've made your control system too complex for console. You should really look at what can we do where we can do a button combination instead to do this as opposed to making the singular button do this double duty. Because my my remapping is useless. Like even if I map the jump button to a trigger, that's not a natural place for me to put jump. So I'm in the same bucket as I was before, at just creating more frustration. You know, because I can't play games for long periods of time, especially with my nails, but also just because of the size of my hands, where I'm doing a lot of things with the shoulder buttons and trigger buttons all the time. And because random encounters pop up pretty much everywhere you walk, I'm constantly having to use the shoulder buttons and the trigger buttons and the gel buttons. And that's not a comfortable place for me to be for hours at a time. So I can only play the game for about a half hour at a time before my hand starts getting fatigued and uncomfortable. Which is why it's going to take me months to finish the game. Do you actually think you'll finish it? I I don't know, because there's so many other games coming out. I don't know that I will finish the game before the summer, just to be completely honest. Because I want to play Jump Force. I absolutely want to play Crackdown 3. You know, I want to play Sekiro. You know, there's a lot of games that are coming that I I want to play. Like, there's no way on heaven's earth that I'm not going to play The Division 2, which I played the private beta this weekend, so, you know, given time, I'll talk about that as well. But, like, there are a lot of very big, very long single-player experiences popping out, 
that I do want to take a part of. So I don't know when I will finish the game. As long as I don't run into another Sephiroth situation, I will finish the game simply because for me, I want to complete the story myself personally. You know, that's not to say that I'm not going to watch somebody probably do the end game run just so I can see how the story ends. And not immediately, but probably like, you know, within the next four weeks, I'll probably, just with the progress that I get myself, be at a point where I'm like, okay, but I really want to know how this story ends. And so I'll probably watch a Let's Play or finish it just so I can experience that and be like, ah, but I want to experience it for myself as well. So I know that I will finish this game at some point as long as I don't run into a character that is way too overpowered for me and I don't have an ability to go back and power up and try it again. Because I messed up with Sephiroth because I didn't realize that once you entered yep, the battle you're with in him, that there fight was, you're you, in the you, fight you until beat you beat him. him. You can't back out. Nope. And up until that point, which I thought was bullshit, any other battle you were in, you could. So but they, any other boss... They, they, they set you up, though. If you were paying attention, which I'm just going to probably just say right now, you probably weren't. It's very were, hard to pay attention because there's lots of things going on all the time. But, like, they kind of warn you, like... Point of no return right here. Like, you know, that's just... See, gonna... I don't remember that. I'm sure that they did. I'm sure that they did walking through that hallway. And I didn't catch it. Because I didn't know it was point of no return. Because every other boss up until the Sephiroth fight, like, if you were OP, you could, like, after your third loss, step back and go and grind a little bit more and then come back and try again. Yeah. And so my brain probably went, yeah, they said it's point of no return because it's like, you know it's Sephiroth, but like, hey, if you get, you know, overkilled, you could just after like your third death, walk it back, grind it up and be good. And then it was like, no, you can't. You in this bitch. Nope. Yeah. And I couldn't get past that bitch. So that's where that game ended. This time I will make a save. (laughs) Good idea. I will make a save before every big boss. And then... I will be able to go back to that save if I have my ass handed to me. Which will probably happen. So uh, I don't know if it will or not, because I'm playing this shit on beginner so I can burn through it. Oh, okay, well. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, but you know. Who, yeah, but again, no, no surprise I'm, not, there. I'm not an RPGer, and so I like I really thought about that hard when it brought up the thing. I was like, do you want to play this at beginner? Do you want to play this at normal? Do you want to play this at like punish me daddy? And it's I'm... not punish me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is that's Kingdom how I Hearts. read it. <laughs> this is not punish me, daddy. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's how I read it. <laughs> that's not no. And no. I was like, no, I'm not ready for that level. Yeah. But I really went back and forth on whether or not I wanted to play it at beginner or normal. You know, because I've been playing games forever. But I finally, at the end of the day, I was like, but I don't play RPGs. And I remember my experience before. And really, my goal with this game is not necessarily to challenge my inner items manager person but I really just wanted to experience this story and end this story because I've been waiting for this game for so long and so I was like you know what no I'm gonna go ahead and play it on beginner because one for me because I don't play RPGs all the time that's gonna be a task in and of itself for me like that's probably gonna be the difficulty level really and honestly for me that is still gonna be something a little bit difficult Okay, and like I said, I've been to three worlds and I have already been at the point where, like, you know, the you about to die noise comes on because you're running out of life a couple of times. And I'm playing it on beginner, but it's just because there's so many things to manage and and remember and get around and uh, those kinds of things that it I get lost very easily 
in the manage and fight at same time thing. But all in all, I'm glad I bought the game and I can't wait to finish the story because I, I think that this franchise and this realm that's been created is so creative and so much fun to just explore. And it, it allows me to do a nostalgia trip not only on the Disney side of the world, but also with this universe that Square has created. You know, Riku and, and Kairi and Sora and Roxas are meaningful characters for me. Hmm. Okay. How'd you feel about it? So. <laughs> oh, that's a very deep breath. Let me um, get my tea. I'm clearly playing it. I'm only at the nine-hour mark right now. There's a lot of things I appreciate about what they're trying to do for the narrative that they fucked up. But at the same time, I hate it. <laughs> wow. So. You you hate, hate it? Okay, okay. That's maybe, a real strong maybe, word. Maybe hate is really strong. But let's, it, let's it navigate my feelings here. And see mm-hmm. if we can find a different word. I mean, because that's a lot to unpack. It is. So one, very much going back to the beginning, I actually really dig the opening song. Okay. Because I was like, okay. I'm like, because we're getting we're getting that clean aria, you know, nostalgia with, you know, um, Utada. And then you have mm-hmm. this futuristic bump, bump, bump with Skrillex, which I was like, okay, because we're incorporating a lot of stuff right here. Like, this is their way of trying to merge that, trying to show that dissonance between this this growth between two and three, between Kingdom Hearts two and three. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I get what we're doing. This is a moment. This is a transition, which is weird because in most times in a trilogy, a lot of the transition and growth of the character happens in that middle part where other boring things are happening so that you could be focusing on the character growth and whatever bonds are being, you know, challenged or developed then. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm like, you're a little late because we shouldn't be having this, this happen to Sora. Like, this is not, you know... This wouldn't happen to Hercules in his third movie. This would, you know, and I mean, granted, like, I feel like they're taking a page out of um, <laughs> Devil May Cry, where it's like, hey, I'm Dante and I'm super powerful. Oh, no, all my powers have been stripped. I better go get them back. Oh, hey, I'm Kratos. I'm a badass and I'm also kind of mentally unstable. Oh, no, all my powers have been stripped. I have to go get them back, which I mean is a trope that we see a lot in these types of games, which, like, we shouldn't be surprised to see. But... I feel like the narrative to Kingdom Hearts is already convoluted where we've had literally 10 different iterations of Sora gaining power, Sora losing power, Sora, you know, getting his power or Riku realizing something is wrong, Riku taking the steps to correct it, Riku getting new powers, Riku coming into acceptance. Like we've had so many of these characters do this all on top of each other that like it kind of loses what that narrative is meant to be as a tool. It's kind of like, and I'm probably going to get some hate for this, so, you know, let me strap in for that. It's like watching Dragon Ball Z. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I appreciated Dragon Ball Z. Like, it was part of my childhood. I appreciate it. And, like, but when I go back and I think about it, I'm like, okay, so 
we have Goku, who was abandoned, and he's essentially kind of like Hercules, but for aliens, and he like the most powerful Super Saiyan, doesn't know he's a super powerful Super Saiyan until other Super Saiyans are like, I'm more powerful than you, and then he has to scream a lot, and then he like gets his powers, and then even when he's dead, he's able to trade, and then he's even more powerful when he comes back, and then the man comes back two or three times like he Jesus. I mean, like, Kakarot is kind of space Jesus except he got more reses than jesus did true he he has gotten more reses but that's because he's got dragon balls right Jesus didn't have dragon so you know what start whoever finds the next seven set wish for jesus to come back because guess imagine how swole he would be after not being all i'm saying is like jesus didn't have dragon balls because those shits was not mentioned in the bible imagine just how much jesus would be coming back and how different the world would be if Jesus had Dragon Balls. Right, so right. Saying. Anyway, so mm-hmm. so there's different that. podcast. So I just I just feel like with all the other things that they could have been doing, you clearly don't want Sora to start off super buffed. Like that I get. Why even at this point start the story off with Sora? They keep hinting at, you know, the simple fact that, you know, Axel or Lee and Kyrie are training now to be key wield blade wielders and they're like training in an area that has no concept of time. Uh it's the it's the fucking chamber from Dragon Ball Z where like there's no time and you can literally spend eternities getting swole. Like there's so many assimilations of what's happening in this universe that makes me mad. Like I want Roxas, even though we all know that Roxas is Sora's um nobody. I'd love for him to be like also we're brothers. And then have that whole Broly, <laughs> that Broly segment in this game. But <laughs> I know we're not going to, but like, I would, I would love that. But so I feel like the narrative is so, they've watered it down so much. And they have so many different elements from all of the games in this game that sometimes I'm like, am I really playing Kingdom Hearts 3 or am I just playing a level in Birth by Sleep? Am I just playing a section from, you know, Dream Drop Distance. Am I am I just playing a remix right now? And that's really kind of sad for me. And I mean, this team and I get, and I'm not diminishing the team at all when I say this because n- there's no like I don't make games. Like that's not what I do. I play them, I don't make them. Like I can't imagine having all this hype for this game that people have been waiting for for many years and be like Let's just give them something cookie cutter. Like, I realized that they wanted to give everybody everything. But sometimes, less is more. You know, like, yep. we, have the link sy- we have the link system, which is something that we had in Dream Do- Drop Distance, where now we have character summons, where now you get to kind of summon Dream Pokemon, which were super yes. cute in Dream Drop Distance. Like, I enjoyed that. But that was a hard mechanic to learn. And as you, as you go through some of um, the interviews and stuff that they had with some of the, uh, the team who worked on the 3DS games, that was where they decided to try out different mechanics was in those 3DS and portable games. And it was kind of their way of like kind of figuring out like, oh, if we really like this mechanic, we could probably tweak it and make it new and fresh for three. So like, I feel like, all that time that we were waiting for three they didn't know what they wanted to do for three 
And actually, I think there was an article that I read where one of the the guy who was being interviewed for it was like, you know, we think of concepts first of things we want the characters to be able to do, and then we build a story around it. Well, no, that's not how you're supposed to do it. You know, figure out what the type of game it's going to be. Okay, it's going to be an action RPG. Okay, then we then we de- then we build the world. Then you build the characters. Then you build the how. But you have to establish the where and the what first and that's not how this this team approached it and you could clearly see it here they were like we want to have that we want the summons we want you know Sora to have powers like aqua did in birth by sleep which i mean aqua's a, a badass i dig aqua i hope in this story we get a good resolution for her because like right now as far as i know she's super deep down in the dark world and we gotta go maybe find Tara if Tara even is still like alive and like see if he can't like mind heart link up with her in the deep dark place to get her cause like she down there you know and like Sora's all like I'm gonna go down there and it's like bitch you can't even wake up stuff like you ain't got no time to be playing hero get beefed up so that you could take out the big bad so there's that I feel like there is two much given to us as players from the jump because you've got your focus bar like you were talking about and you have those abilities that you know you have all these meters on the side that are like oh you have so many seconds to do this special ability and this special ability and this special ability and then you have your forms because you know Sora is they have decided to elaborate more on his powers up so he has a first form he has a second form when his health is down, he also has a rage form where he kind of looks like a Sora Heartless with the big yellow eyes and he kind of is jittery and, you know, he's got more power in his tax, but he's also kind of sporadic in his movements and he does not connect, he doesn't link up his, his slashes as well because he's kind of like in a berserk mode, sort of, with yeah. his rage form. All of this is happening at the same time on screen, you know, and for me, like, you can't cycle through those special abilities. You have to hit them as they're depleting. And I feel like a lot of the the focused abilities that turn into rides, like, they, those rides don't make sense in the universe. Because I don't think Sora has ever gone to a theme park. Like, and whenever he's been to Mickey's Kingdom, it's not like there's a theme park there. So it's kind of out of, you know, that's more for us as a player who's ever been to Disney World. So Sora, for me, has done, like, the teacups, um, he's done the blasters, and he's done the pirate ship, right? Yep. And the thing that irks me about that in particular is, so we're getting Pirates of the Caribbean, a world with pirates. Yep. Here. The only other time he has encountered a pirate ship was in the first game with Peter when he went to Neverland. And even then, you only fought on the ship for, like, 20 seconds the first time you encountered Captain Hook. But, like, I don't think, since we're so far in this narrative now, because it's not like Sora ever has been like, hey, guys, you remember? Like, he never calls it back out. Like, it's not like something that ever sits in his mind. So for these focus abilities, which, you know, with the name focus would be, oh, he thought about it and it materialized, Sora would not have these things to focus into being. He wouldn't know what any of these things were. I don't like to use the focus abilities at all because I feel like they pull me out of my manifest my manifestation of Sora 
And it's just like, hey, remember, this is Disney. Have you been to Disney World lately? Bitch, no. Last time I went to Disney, I was six. Well, I mean, first of all, you should absolutely do Disney as an adult because... I agree. But I'm just saying. So, like, maybe I'm just jaded as fuck because I'm like, I've never been on that ride. I've never been on that ride. I've been on a pirate ship, but not the pirate ship that's at Disney. Fuck you. (sighs) Fuck you, game. Fuck you. Nobody fuck with me. (laughs) Like, that's how I feel. So I choose not to use the... So I choose not to use the... I don't like to use the focus abilities. And then you have your companion abilities where you do things with, with Goofy and Donald. And those, I like how there are some that let you transverse the world faster. Like in, Olymp- in Olympus, when you first show up, there are some places that are like hot. So you can't step on them. So then you all magically can fit on Goofy's shield to like shield surf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which. Yep. Which I was like, oh, that is cute, and I dig it. But at the same time, Goofy's shield ain't that big. If Rose and Jack couldn't get on a giant-ass door in the ocean... You gotta remember, though, that Goofy and Donald are magical. I mean... The shield does get bigger... I mean, magic. I'm just, I was just sitting there like, magic. Two, two humans couldn't share a door in the frozen waters, but a boy, a teenage boy, a duck, and an animaporphic dog can can surf. Like, because I got they're mad. magical. I got, I got, that they're I got magical. a little mad. I got a little mad. Donald's a fucking Titanic, mage. Titanic's got me all heated. Anyway, so I was like, okay. But I, I did appreciate that variation in those abilities. Something else that they I um that they said that they were incorporating, which I haven't encountered yet, but I'm actually looking forward to it because in the other two games, your party setup was always Sora and two other characters. So you always had to had to eventually trade out Donald or Goofy for the specialized character of whatever world you're in. So like when you're in Olympus, it would be like you, Donald and, and Hercules, or you Goofy and Hercules. Or you're the first two that you had and you never used your special character, which in some cases you would need to switch them out because usually the special character could do something in the war in the scape that you would mm-hmm. need them to do. I think the first time you're in Olympus, when you finally get Hercules, like, he's able to, like, punch these super big boulders and, like, open up a pathway for you that you guys couldn't get around at first or something like that. And, like, I'm trying to remember what era, but they each had something special that allowed them to do something in their world. So you had to play with them eventually. But in this game, they have now kind of made it so that you'll end up potentially having five in your team now. Which I actually kind of really, I kind of enjoy that a little bit. Because now you don't necessarily have to trade out your two rider dies that you've had with you throughout the course of your journey. Just to have the, the special abilities that the titular character of the world can offer. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. Another thing. Yes. That hurts me. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, put your in pain this, out. In this, in put this it, game. Just pour it out from you. Okay, so, like, we in space, right? We dealing with multiple worlds, right? We're dealing with spaceships, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just made a gummy phone? Now, look. No, They've been very busy. No. They've been busy. No. They had to make, first of all, they had to make a customizable spaceship? Hold on, that doesn't just fucking happen. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can make a fucking spaceship, but yeah, and you have cons and like they probably made a gummy phone before, but Sora just didn't get one because like no, no, because nobody, no, because Chip and Dale are like, yeah, we've been working on this in the lab for a long time. It's like, wait, so you made made a gummy ship? They have prototypes. You made gummy ships. Don't you don't made portals? You made portals to other fucking worlds, and, and I'm now getting a, a cell phone. Yeah, and now they had a few minutes to perfect their prototypes. They had prototypes before. That's where no, they were like, "Jimmy, no, so sure no. how to use I the am phone." Pressing don't the break on this. I don't am pressing mad. the break on this, don't. and you want to know why? Mm. Here's okay, why: because when they finally give Sora his fucking gummy phone, yo, because mind you, what Sora's like. 15 now maybe 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 but so chip and dale are like hey jiminy cricket when you got time teach sora how to use this phone Uh uh-uh no jiminy cricket is like an old ass cricket there is no way this cricket has more tech phone knowledge than this boy do yeah, because no. he was working on the prototypes. You just get mad for like, nah. no reason. Nope, I think it's stupid. And it's like, oh, by the way, now you got to go find these lucky emblems of Mickey everywhere, which I'm like, okay, when did when did Mickey have time to do that shit? King Mickey's been doing all kinds of shit. Why? Look, you want to go I mean, into that. We, like, could, have, we could have Mickey a whole new Kingdom Hearts game, game where it's all Mickey adventures. I get it. Yo, that, Do not all, give that to us, Square Enix. First but, of all, first of all, how short would this game have been if, like, in the first game, instead of, like, trying to find King Mickey with all the fucking clues that he left behind and, like, Keyblades for sure and shit to go through his stuff, if it was just, like, boom, the second world, like, oh, here's King Mickey. He didn't have to sort him out. Yeah. There's no fucking game. Anyway. Okay, Mickey Mickey just, is like just, Atreus's mom. Just be sprinkling knowledge because he's got the wisdom between him and Yin Sid to put that shit all over the fucking universe. I'm just saying that I think that it's 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 such an added thing that didn't even need to exist because we live in this weird magical scientific world where literally people are all communicating like over giant panels and now it's like oh let's make that panel small and make a phone and oh yes now we're gonna have like this universe's version of fucking twitter or facebook with the pictures by the way why is that even a thing (laughs) why like, Riku's I'm, in the dark world, hope I find Aqua. You know bad guys also have Twitter and Facebook, right? Like, yeah, can you, we talk you, about that for a second? You know that your that enemies so are weird. looking for you, and like, you're like, hashtag dark world, hashtag, hashtag saving Sora, hashtag hashtag. <laughs> like, no, no, I want to talk about that for a hot second. Why on earth are the fucking load screens their whack-ass fake Instagram? Like... With the fake hashtags, they're all heart tags. Heart tags. And then I'm just like, you know, you all have been, like, trying to hide and stay away from the bad folks, but you post in your life every day. Like, Also, how are you able to post when you're in the dark world? I doubt it has Wi-Fi. Evidently, it's got good service. Somebody put a T1 line in there somewhere? I mean, there might be a few. I'm just, I'm just, you know, and then, like, the the first one ever with, like, you know, where they're like, oh, that, that place that's like water and sky and you can't kind of tell which one's which and like Sora's standing in it and you don't know who's posting it. What the fuck? You can't make an account that you can't link to somebody unless you like Mark Zuckerberg in this world. And even then, if you're in this world when Sora's here, but clearly this picture is of Sora walking away, like, who are you, stalker? 
I watched you on Netflix. This ain't good. Also, this is where the hearts, this is where hearts go. No. What? Stop. It hurts me. It hurts. It hurts. Okay. Okay. So, so okay, don't hurts. need the gummy phone. However, since we're talking about gummy stuff, let's talk about them gummy ships. Okay. I actually don't hate gummy ships this time around. Okay. I actually like that we have a little bit of, hey, yeah, you're going to you're going to fly through the world, you know, you're going to fly through space to get to the next world. I think that's awesome. But also, let's give you a reminiscent feeling of Star Fox and No Man's Sky. Let's get that. Give me that. I was all about that. I think literally the first time they're like, oh, yeah, you got to fly to this other place. I just started flying around for the fuck's sake. And I was like, the world's not going to end while I'm still thinking about saving it. So I'm just going to fly out in space for a bit in my gummy ship and get some shit so I can make some parts and shit. Because shit, shit, shit. And I was having so much fun just flying my ship. Which is weird because I'm not usually into space flyy games. But as a mini game between worlds, I actually, I dug it in the other games too. I was never great at making my custom gummy ships, but I'm actually going to take an aggressive try here because the way it's set up, I think I like it a lot more than normal. So I'm going to give that a shot. I actually was not as bothered by Scrooge McDuck as you are. Okay. I did definitely notice, I'm like, ooh, that didn't feel, you know, genuine to me. That definitely was not an authentic voice. I'm sure when they were developing all this, it was before they even decided that they were going to reboot DuckTales, and they already had this guy on retainer to be Scrooge before they realized that, you know, David Tennant was going to come on board and give a more authentic, since, you know, he's Scottish, so, like, that makes some sense. Granted, his isn't even, you know, authentic, like, nostalgic Scrooge McDuck, but it's it's a nice, it's a nice variant on it. And I actually like the idea of Cuisine and Remy from Ratatouille, because Ratatouille is probably one of my favorite Pixar movies. I like to, I have to watch it at least two times a year, but also I really like food, so, I mean, that might be another reason why I really like Ratatouille as a movie. A lot of these games give you elements where you're sitting there cooking and making your meals that help you buff up. Like, that's not a new concept at all. And I thought this was this was a cute way for Disney and Square Enix to bring this together in a way that feels okay. Because I don't want to say organic. Because I know it's Remy controlling Sora. But, like, mm-hmm. so far, the few meals that I've made, it's literally, you know, either Sora taking a mushroom and putting wine on it and flambéing it. Sora, you like 15, you shouldn't be eating no food that got alcohol in it, you underage. Don't play with fire in the kitchen, Sora, even though you got a magical little chef who's pulling your hair and is controlling you. You're not Linguini. Did you read the book? Did you read Gustav's book? I don't think so. Can you read? I don't think I've seen you touch a book. And you went to Last Bastion or Hollow Bastion where there was a library full of books. You had time. But I digress. Yes. I digress. You did. I just, I got, and then with the abilities, because before when you're traveling through the world, like the more you power up, the more you unlock your ability, your abilities. Mm -hmm. I feel like they try to streamline this so much that you don't notice when you level up, like what stats of yours increase. So like, I probably have like 20 abilities that I haven't even turned on because I'm just, it's not, it doesn't give you the moment like, oh, you've unlocked this spell. Like, before they kind of made it a thing for Sora, it's all like, yeah, go to your abilities, figure your shit out. Like, we don't give a fuck. 
and it makes me make it makes me mad. It just makes me mad. And then I mean, we have talked a lot about the timeline and the narrative for this game. I know some people are sitting there like, "Yeah, this is the last one. We're gonna get the rest of the story here." I don't believe so. I don't at all. Really? I you don't. I don't. I think they're gonna. Yeah, this is a cash cow. I believe the way that they're going to end this. I don't want to spoil too much, but like this is our show and I do this all the time. So one of the narrative plot points that they're kind of hinting at, or at least where I'm at in my time damp, is they've already assessed that, you know, Sora's heart isn't just his heart. You you feeling me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of hinting like it's his, but it's not just his. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, like, you know, Sora at the beginning is like, I don't know what path I should follow. And he's like, maybe I should follow Roxas's heart the way that, you know, Riku was following Aqua's heart in the dark place. And like, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to do that and be kind of like this cute haphazard hero that will eventually realize he's far more important than he realizes he is. But he bumps into, you know, Xehanort and Ansem from the council, the, the yep. 19. And they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you guys are one in this, you know, we're together and you guys can exist separately. So I just got to find a body for Roxas. And then I could put his heart in that and then he could be his own entity and then I could be my own entity. And then, you know, like, yeah, you should totally do that. He, 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 ha, 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 plot point. And <laughs> like, <laughs> like... They didn't even try to hide it. Like, they were just like, hey, we're outside of your, like, home base. And like, hey, we're just conveniently standing here. Don't mind us. What the fuck? And then for Zigabody or whatever the fuck that dude's name is, with the streaky hair who kind of looks like a weird thing. Zigbar. Zigbar. Ziggy. Who's all like... (laughs) His friends call him Zig. We just got to make him follow the path. And the minute he deviates, we take him. Good thing we have other well, chips. Isn't and... Zigbar another part of Ansem too? Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't at this point? I Sora. think ev- I feel like every <laughs> I feel like everybody in Kingdom Hearts, very much like pretty much every human on Kyrie. the planet is related to Genghis Khan. Almost everybody in Kingdom Hearts is somehow connected to Xehanort. <laughs> King Mickey. Okay. Maybe not King Mickey. And maybe not Sora, but I'm just saying that that's what it kind of feels like to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so of course when they're like, ha ha, we have other chips in play doing the exact same thing. And I'm like, bitch, you talk about Kyrie and Nanami because like they're the only two people that we know right. who are holding mm-hmm. to who have unlocked their hearts and have made nobodies willingly. Like that's yep. the thing. It's that willing willingness to unlock your heart that creates the nobody. You can't just take somebody. You can't just. It's got to be of will. So I'm like, right. you can't duh. just take a heart and make a nobody. Duh. That's not how it works. It's right. It doesn't That's work how, that way. That's not so how like, it do. Of, so I'm like, of course it's Kyrie. Duh. And like Kyrie's in like a place where time doesn't exist, just hanging out with her bud, writing letters to Zoro that she's not gonna send because I mean they got a she's postal in a service. Dimension. They have a fucking postal service where you can put yeah. shit in the mail but we just got cell phones like what the fuck is this she I just, just needs to slide into Sora's DMs like she's like I just want to talk to Sora bitch just put a picture of you on this fake ass Instagram you'll yeah, probably he'll see, see it. it he probably follows you he like it's like if hashtag he in the dumb. place where time forgot learning how to be a wielder a key wielder tee hee hee I'm Kai shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> like 
I just, I'm just mm. too old for this shit. <laughs> I love it. Like, Hashtag too old. I am too old for it. Like, and it's sad because like, I'm obviously going to play it. But here's the it. thing. Like, like how do you think that part of the reason why that feels so lame is because the game is so late in coming out. Like, remember when the it, game was originally slated to come out? Oh my god, like, I that think, was like I, think I, have aged, I have aged out of all of its bullshit, so I see it, and I'm like, that's <laughs> bullshit, that's bullshit, that's right. bullshit. Where, like, if this game had come out seven years ago, the fact that, like, the, they have an Instagram and they have a smartphone... Like cute. I'm just wait I'm just waiting for them to Seven like have their ago. own meme and then I'll be like I'm done. <laughs> you know, and like I think for me personally because like I I love Kingdom Hearts. But you know, it's like that piece of your family like you love Kingdom Hearts. You love that auntie. Like you family, you blood, you kindred. But mm-hmm. you don't like your family all the time. And sometimes you straight up hate your family for, like, low-key a few months until you Mm -hmm. readjust your feelings and go to therapy. And then Mm -hmm. you realize that, no, you really hate them because they're toxic and you just Mm -hmm. can't have them in your environment. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Kingdom Hearts is kind of like that, well, at least Kingdom Hearts 3 at this moment is like that for me. Like I love, I love it enough. It's not toxic yet. Okay. I love it. And, like, I'm here for it. But you don't But there are moments of it that I strongly don't like. And I'm seeing more of those moments than the moments I like. But now I'm in that part of my brain where I'm like, let me unpack how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and trace this line backwards and figure Mm -hmm. that out. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if and that's come, fair, you know. And, and I think come out again years ago. I think I would none of these would be complaints to me because it'd be relevant for the time, right? And Whereas then now it's like, why do you have this fake ass Instagram in here? It, I'm 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 sorry. Like, why I, do they just get a smartphone? I mean, to your point, why do they just get a smartphone? But if you then go, but if this game had come out seven years ago, that would make sense to me, right? But like in to. <sighs> Yeah, I, and then I, and then and then girl, just, and you, then and then one other thing, which I'm not sure, it's kind of sitting on the line for me because I'm not sure how I feel about it. Because okay. you know, in the first game, you know, you had super super sassy Donald, and you know, and you had pretty much super aloof. I'm going to spend all of your mega health potions when you think about tripping Goofy. Goofy was a little overprotective, but I mean, um, you could you could turn that down. I know, but I'm just saying that's all. Like, hey, Sora, did you think about falling down? Mega potion, and it's like <laughs> I need that, Goofy. I need that for need- Goofy. Goofy was mad protective, but again, you could turn that down. The AIs were so unbalanced in the first game, so you're like you learned, yep. and you're like, I'm not gonna let that happen in the second game. And sure enough, in the second game, I was like, let me change this up a little bit because they had like paragons on how people like they could play mm-hmm. more defensively or more, and you could tweak yeah. that. And, and you like, have that same tweaking in, in right, this right, game. right. But I'm just saying, the first time I played the game, I t- I kept it. But as yeah. Well. Goofy do natural mega potions like and, and then the oh you're second... thinking about sneezing mega potion yeah exactly you know so like here I don't think I've seen either Goofy or Donald use any of any of the pots or anything that I have but um, in terms of character like I definitely have seen some growth in both Donald and Goofy 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Donald is still very much, you know, the very sarcastic, kind of hot-headed. He's also, like, really reserved in that. Now I think he's more aware of when other people are, like, kind of being trolls, especially t- Sora. And he's I would like, also hey, say guys, the AI re- is better. It's like, hey, let's not remind Sora that he lost this power that he needs to save the world and stuff. Like, it's such an elevated sarcasm and ele- elevated troll for Donald, which I'm like, oh, thank you. And then Goofy, I think it's really, I think it, it really speaks a lot that Goofy, who has always kind of been like this kind of aloof, because you know he's a goof, you know, overly protective, is far more invested in every, like, he just, he makes far more sense now to the team. Every time you get into your gummy ship, or at least so far, the first two worlds that I've been to, every time I go into a gummy ship, you know, Donald's like, so where are we going, Sora? Because we have to follow your heart, right? And Sora's like, guys, it it works like that, but it's not immediate. Like, give me a minute. You know, and Goofy's just... I don't just, have Google Maps, bruh. Right. I just got a phone. But, like, it just... But it happens like that. And then, like, you just hear Goofy in the back, and he goes, I feel like this is going to be an, an ongoing thing. And you're like, Goofy, are you woke now? I mean, Goofy been woke. It's just that, like, people weren't listening to Goofy. I mean, Goofy, like, Goofy's you're Goofy, the only so dad in this mix. To you. Like, and Goofy's in the back, like, okay, but I'm going to blow up the building. Goofy's had a wife. Like, Goofy... Look... Go- Goofy, Goofy is woke as shit, okay? Like, it's just that nobody listens to Goofy because his name is Goofy, so everybody judges the book by the character. But like I said, Goofy's in the back like, okay, but I'm going to blow up the building. Like, and nobody's paying attention. But low-key, Goofy's got a plan, all kinds of shit. Like, he's like, hey, we should be paying attention to what, you know, Pete's doing because, like, there's some shit popping off. Pete and Millicent, you know, Maleficent keep showing up and, like, Pete talked about a box. Should we, like, look into that? And no. And like, nah, we can handle them. And, and Donald's like, yeah, you're probably right. And Goofy's like, I don't know. They're probably gonna blow up the building. <laughs> like, nobody's no. listening to Goofy. And then, and of course, they find, like, and then, and then, you know, it's like, oh, it might be, like, in the ground, so let's dig. And then Maleficent has Pete dig two holes, and he finds a box. Granted, it doesn't right. seem and to it's be like the box, and she's like, "I'm done with this world." I fucking. It's love like Maleficent. this was two holes. Like <laughs> this wasn't even like like a like fifty holes. Like this was two. Bitch, calm down, calm down, Maleficent. I don't know. But are how... you going to keep playing it? Yes, because okay. if I can be a Capcom apologist for Resident Evil, I should be Enix able apologist. to muster through. And be, I don't want to be an apologist for Kingdom Hearts because. But you're gonna be a ride or die for Squeenix. I'm I'm gonna ride this out. I'm going okay. to play it very mm-hmm. much like you. I haven't mapped any of my shortcuts with my magical mm-hmm. powers. I'm actually kind of curious because Wait, I heard that. What is that? What are those? Could, is that a button I'm not using? Probably. 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 <laughs> the thing that I'm I'm most looking forward to is like we're getting a new magical spell. We're getting water. Which, for people who are not familiar with the game, you always had fire, ice, and, like, your wind power. But they never included water. Because I think some of them like, oh, you have ice, and ice is like water. No, 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 no. No. They're different. They are especially, different. Especially in RPGs. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you go back to any Square Enix game, Final Fantasy, you had your fire, you had your thunder, you had your wind, and you had your water, and then you had your heat. Like, it's it's always one of the formatted spells, and we actually are getting water here. And I think that's going to have to do with Aqua. 
and I'm only saying that because, mm-hmm. you know, aqua, water, kind of on mm-hmm. the nose, like somehow yep. that's going to get incorporated. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I just want to see where this is going to go because clearly we're going to get to a place where Sora is either able to separate Roxas's heart from his, which is what the bad guys want him to do because they want to be able yep. to manipulate Roxas to be able to hold both keyblades because we know that Roxas was able to do that. Yep. So that's why they want him, and they know that while his heart's in Sora, that's not going to happen. So they want to get him away so that he could do that, so they can instigate another war to open up Kingdom Hearts, that big heart cloud thing in the sky, and fuck shit up. Mm -hmm. You know, and then then I'm a little concerned with all of the um, 13s that are like, but we're good now, and like, we're going to help you now. And I'm like, ah... I don't know if I think they're all trustworthy just yet. So maybe we, we shouldn't rely on the tech guy, you know, Sora. It's like, yeah, we could trust you. It's like, are you sure about that, pal? Because, you know, you've had two other canon instances where you could not. Right. Like, you know, but that's me, what the fool me once, is about. shame on me. Fool, fool short, Sora once, shame on, shame on you. Second time you fool Sora, you put him in a glass egg in the dream state for like four years, for all we know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, know. I'm just saying. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're just about at time. What I'm going to say is, it's definitely an adventure. It looks fantastic. It runs like a dream on my system. I just wish that the controller system was a little bit more customizable, just so I could make it work better for me, as opposed to being forced into the button presses and sequences that the designers want. I just um, wish it was less, less extra. And, and, and again, and, and I agree with you on that. It does feel like it is, I think because it took so long for the game to make it a market, they just kept adding things in to make it feel value added. Like, hey so guys, that it felt you've been waiting for well over like a decade. Right. So, like, we should, like, sweeten the pot as much as we right. can. So it's not just this and this from the other game. But no, because we've had all this time. It's this, and it's got this, and it's got this, and now you can do this, and look at this dope-ass thing. It's too much and this. this. It's too yeah. much this and too much that. Because, I mean, the story already itself, its narrative already had way too many ducks and dives right. and twists and turns. And then on yeah. top of that, you're compiling yeah. all of these elements I agree. that some I... of them were wonky in the 3DS games yes. on top of that. And then I you're trying agree. to find a way to map them here. It's just a lot. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 3. It's a lot. I think that should be the title of this episode. Probably <laughs> Who knows? Stop being so extra. Damn it. But I do feel like... It is a good game, and I'm glad that it made it to market and that it's in my hands, and I'm looking forward to completing the story. So if you enjoyed the podcast this week, please make sure that you subscribe. You can get our podcast through our website, electricsisterhood.com, as well as checking out some of the other great articles and reviews and previews that we've done on the site. Um, You can also check out all of the other content that our great content creators are creating and posting up live on the site. And you can get our podcast through Stitcher Radio, 
through vognetwork.com. You can also find it on Google Play, and we're working on bringing it to some other places as well. So make sure that you subscribe to our podcast. You can get it in iTunes, either through the desktop or through the podcast application on your iOS device. Really through any podcast aggregator out there, you can get a hold of the Eshcast. So make sure that you search us out, you subscribe, and get our brand new episodes the moment we put them out on the web for your consumption. If you enjoy what we do here at the Land of Esh, then please make sure that you check out all of the other great writers, streamers, content creators in our network. That includes our homie King Baby Duck over at B3Crew.com. He's got a bi-weekly podcast which spins great music from artists that you might know and a bunch that you haven't and also introduces you to learning a little bit of Japanese along the way as well as manga and anime and video games and entertainment reviews as well. So make sure that you bookmark B3Crew.com and check out the No Borders, No Race podcast. You can also check out our homie Hamsterman2049 streaming live on Twitch every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, playing new games and old, as well as checking out his site, SmashedRook.com, where he talks about games from all different generations, consoles, desktop, and more and plays new games and old on his stream on Twitch at 9 Eastern. You can check out his site and our social to get the link for when he's going live. One of my favorite humans on the planet, Phil, the Issues Guy with Phil's Recap and Review over on YouTube. You can check out his site, issuesprogram.com, to see his entire archive of great shows. But you can also go and visit him on YouTube and be part of his recap shows live, calling in, jumping into chat. You can also be part of his live episodes that are super random on his Twitch stream. So make sure that you check out bookmark his site, issuesprogram.com, to find out what he's doing where and how you can be part of it. And then last but certainly not least, the nerds over at nerdcrave.com, keeping you up to date with all the stuff that nerds crave. Whether it's comic books and anime, movies, manga, video games, or more, if it's nerdy in any way, shape, or form, the nerds over at nerdcrave.com are talking about it. So make sure that you bookmark all of our sites, that you check out all of our content, all of our affiliates, all of our family and friends, and hit us up on our social and let us know what you think. Engage with us. Check out some of the stuff that we're reading, sharing, and engaging with. You can do that by following us on our Instagram, at ESH News, on Twitter, at ESH News, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash landofesh. With that, it's time for us to call it a day. So, as always, I am Ninja Sista. And I'm Pandalicious. And until next time, folks, titties.